Too Many Comics, episode 209. Brooks, we've only got one episode left of Watchmen. <sighs> Love that show, man. I yes, really do. It's, it's really great. So the last episode was the full rundown of Dr. Manhattan, where he's been this whole time, how he got to where he's been, uh, how he met Angela in Vietnam. Uh, everything we need to know about Dr. Manhattan we learned in just one episode. Which was, it was pretty just, crazy. It was just so good. So my, I've, I, I had this observation, and I, and I believe in the process. I'm sure you do too. So, uh, spoiler alert: stop listening if you have not seen the episode. And why are you listening to this? Um, when he reveals that he knows it's going to go left, why did he allow himself to get zapped? Zap? Yeah, he been zapped. <laughs> uh, but, but, but but seriously, like what? If you are omnipotent and omniscient and all powerful, why did he allow himself to get, you know, surprised and seemingly carried away to his doom? Uh, that's a good question. But perhaps maybe, he's not maybe that's something he's not allowed to change. I mean, maybe I guess to play also, out that way. There's the whole like passing on of the, of the powers. He can mm-hmm. put it in an option pass. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm with you. I feel like there's going to be a lot, you know, to cover. And as we know, moving on to story number two, long finale, yes. 67 minutes. That's a long finale. Short movie. It's about an extra, finale. extra eight, 15 to 20 minutes from a normal app, right? Uh, I mean, they have been uh, on the, I think on the northern side of 60 minutes. I feel like each of these. But god damn, it's such a good show. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, I've been so I went back and listened to the official HBO Watchmen podcast. They do three episodes at a time. Okay, um, and that's straight with Damon Lindelof, and I forget who hosts it. Uh, but you know, he provides a lot of details, a lot of what went into making certain things, and then he was just interviewed on the Ringers podcast called The Watch, which I would highly suggest. Um, two people that know each other for a long time that are in the business great at talking tv shows and they usually sort of just like pick up on you know the, the biggest shows that are going on at the moment and they they love Watchmen. Uh, they had a great chat with with lindelof about making it um and some interesting stuff about like the uh, of being a, a creator and you know watching it go through this journey of you know adapting this book that alan moore doesn't want and you know an adapta- adaptation to ever be made Sure. You got a bunch of nerds that don't want to see anything done with it. They don't want a bunch of nerds that don't want to see like a new story, let alone, you know, the original redone. Um, and he says he, you know, he, he constantly fights this battle of, you know, not knowing. So like up to this whole point, like everyone's loving it. And like, you know, they've told them that like, it's, you know, you've done a great job. It's a critical success. We love it. Great things for everybody. The, the storytelling, everything, they go super in depth. Um, and he says, you know, that's great. Thank you. But, you know, I won't know that I've done a good job until like people agree that we stuck the landing. And he's like, so every week is just like, since we've filmed it and since we've cut it and did everything, it's just like a, I won't know that I did a good job until this last episode and people like it. You're like, I can't imagine like putting all the work that goes into this. And like, you know, when you're paid as well as he probably is and, you know, you're sure. trusted to do, to do these shows, like the, even just like hearing him talk about it, it, it seemed so sincere that just like ever since then he's kind of just like, you know, trapped in his mind of like, did I fuck this up? And 
you know, he gets to finally find out Sunday night. With, I mean, he most likely didn't, but you never know, you know, and he's been battling with that this whole time. It's, like, it's, it's just it so good. From him. It's just so good. Oof. Very good show. All right. Well, we'll be uh, tuned in Sunday. I assume so. Yes. Yes, uh, I will. We won't be tuned into any more Marvel TV shows, though. This is nutty to me. They're shutting the whole division down. Yeah, it seems everything, it seems anything on the big screen or small screen, it appears, will be going through Marvel Studios. Just, yeah, it's, it's, there's been layoffs and, and what have you. And, and you know, and we have learned as people higher up the chain have been let go. I suppose it shouldn't be a, a surprise, but, like, I don't, just, you know, change is hard. And I know that, you know, as someone that is, is as you are, into the Disney Plus stuff, we should be okay. We'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But but still, just it's just, it's, I don't know, it's just kind of sad to see that this thing that used to be a thing is no longer a thing. Yeah, and, and it, it shows how much money controls everything. Yeah, yes. you know, now that the MCU is just you know is cashing billion dollar paychecks all the time, and they've they've connected all these things, and now they have Disney Plus to play with. I mean, it makes sense that they don't want to take the chance of. You know, Marvel TV is working with this character over here, and it ruins a potential storyline for us down the road of making another billion. So why not just have everyone in the same room? So let's 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 pivot real quick. This is not in the notes. Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So I have created a playlist of things that I wanted to see um, that are deep cuts for me as a child. Yes. Not uh, obviously Mandalorian. Yes, of course I'm watching it. Blah blah blah. But like. Is there anything that you, when you got into it, were like, I've got to see, but I've got two. There are two that I was like, I've, I have to see these again from yesteryear. Anything for you? Um, Not quite yet. Although, I, I mean, outside of, I watched that thing about the MCU. Um, but aside from, you know, I haven't gone like too deep into it. Like, you know, my wife's watched some, some random things. I've come home and seen her watching when I've been sitting there. Uh, with my daughter, I've like gone through some of the old cartoons. Um, Which like, ones? Uh, there was some Winnie the Pooh stuff, some old school we watched. I mean, we had her stare at the TV and watch the the Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol. Um, okay. Which okay. Is, you know, right. Old school thing you used to see on TV all the time. Uh, I grew up watching a lot of Muppet Babies. And okay. they have like a, a – re- clearly a reboot as the animation is way different. I'm not sure if they have the old one on there or not. But I'm kind of excited to go through a lot of, you know, and I'm hoping that some of the, that a lot of these are on there. These old cartoons that I grew up either in the in the background or watched a lot of and be able to uh, experience some of those again. But I just haven't fully done it yet. All right. So I definitely had this moment of like, I want to see the shit. So here's what I did. And if you're kidding. I went and watched the final scene of Rogue One, which gave me uh, goosebumps, if not tears, when you see like Darth Vader go through and like, kill people, and then it's Princess Leia at the end, and then we go right into A New Hope. I watched the theme song of the X-Men cartoons from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, c- I couldn't help myself. And then I have like bookmarked things that like, shit, dude. Um, gummy Bears... The Swiss Family Robinson, which is from my childhood. Um, the Black Cauldron, which is not a popular Disney movie from the day. Did you Have you ever heard of this movie? No. It's 
fairly dark for a early-ish 80s Disney movie. And then also The Great Mouse Detective, which is not a musical as well. Hmm. But it's a sort of a play on Sherlock Holmes. These are things that I was like, as a child, I was like, I, I got to get back in this. Listen, I'm all for it. And there is some good stuff on Disney Plus, dude. There's no mistaking. And I know that we, we've gotten it on like drug dealer prices, <laughs> but I'm so into it. Love it. They, 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 got a great, they got a great catalog. They really do. So there you go. It's the best deal going, right? Yeah. That's something for everybody. It, it's temporary, but man, oh man, am I loving it. Like I just, I, I was watching something the other day. What did I put on? Brooks, we've only got one episode left of Watchmen. I'm a full grown adult. I'm a taxpayer. I'm fully, gro- I'm fully <laughs> grown, and I was seriously by myself eating cereal, ear to ear grinning, watching some shit from yesteryear. Be like, I can't believe we had this on here. <laughs> my, my childhood. Um, it- a mutual friend of ours, an old Tooch, said. You have to watch the Spider Woman cartoon on Disney Plus. Just the first five minutes. Is that is that was that really good? Uh, I mean, he says it's from 1979. It's fantastically awful. Oh, it's old. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's something. So there you go. Something else to check out. God, I just, I just there's so much content to consume. Yes, all the time. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's check chat the uh, books that we consumed. All right, let's do it. So debut this week, 20XX. This is from Jonathan Luna, Lauren Keeley out of Image Comics. Uh, this is the story of a, a sci-fi story of a world where there's things called Sims and there's also normal people. And it seems it's like a, I guess a, a disease that turns you into being a Sim. No, uh, no, no. I, I think either you die or you become like upgraded. Oh, just randomly? Yeah. Oh, see, I thought she like came into contact with the one. See, I'm already thrown off. I thought she came into like contact with that one woman who was coughing at first, and I thought like a germ got to her or something. So it just like magically, randomly happens. Well, I, I think if you are like a one percenter and you uh. manage to survive this virus, then you are classified as a, as a, as a, as a sim. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm searching for like a word. It's like. Yeah. It. So either way, however you because it, it happens to the main character, and she survives. So she's now a sim trying to grasp with her new reality of uh, learning what power she has, how to use the power, trying to find answers. She goes on the lookout for it's a cousin of hers, right? Yes. Yeah. Goes on the hunt for a cousin of hers, trying to piece it all together. Um, I mean, that's pretty much like the story thus far. I mean, I hate yes. to sound like not too in depth, but you know, it's it's not a, it wasn't like a super world building story that you know we've become sometimes lost in in first issues. So very easy to follow along. Um, the art is cool. I think I read it's the first, is it the first black, black and white that, yes. that Luna's done? Which to me is, I don't like that superlative. You, I, I've told you many times, I need a little color in these books. Color oftentimes makes the books. I, I listen. I know, it and I, I, again, I'm a big fan of his of, of Jonathan Luna's artwork. Um, as you point out, um, we're sort of dropped into this, perhaps this dystopia future, I guess. And and this woman has a job, and the person that she reports to, I guess, has died of this virus that is all consuming, and then she gets the virus, 
and what, and she survives, and then she not only does she not get the promotion, she loses her own job. That's some bullshit, right? Yes, 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 yes. And as she researches like how to find people that that uh, have lived through it, and thus are basically like, like as you say, Sims, but are basically like mutants. Basically, as a Marvel fan, we mm-hmm. understand. Yeah, like, they they must have some ability that is yet to be discovered. And she goes to this bar to find her cousin, and and it doesn't quite work out for her there. And then then she goes to where her cousin is, and then, then there's a, a big hullabaloo. And then we <laughs> learn, and then we learn what it might be. So um, I can I I, I I I trust the process. I trust the creative team here. I do not like that it's black and white. I'm sorry if that makes you sound stupid. No, that's a, listen, you have uh, a type of art that you like and a type of coloring that you do. That's perfectly reasonable. But so where do you find yourself on continuing with this book? Uh, I nothing didn't draw me in like an Alex and Ada did story-wise. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I trust that a Jonathan Luna book is typically pretty good. Although I, I don't think I ever did finish. What was that last one they did? Eternal Empire? Yes, I, I was going to ask you how you how you did that. Yeah, and I mean, I remember it looking cool, loved the art, um, but again, it wasn't like fully engulfed into that story. Uh, so it's like the storyline stuff is, is pretty hit or miss with me, and I just thought you know there wasn't a whole lot here to get into. I mean, I'd be intrigued as to where it goes. I, I assume it's got to pick up in the second issue. Um, you know, it could be one of those things that I give like a B, B minus, and as I'm perusing through. The books that week, maybe I'll buy it. Just like um, when I looked at the books yesterday, I bought Undiscovered Country number two. I haven't read it yet, but I was going through the books, saw it, and I was like, yeah, you know, first one was interesting enough. I'll check it out. Uh, okay, remind, me, remind me what that was. <laughs> uh, that was the that. one where, like, also in a dystopian future where the U.S. is, like, completely blocked off and there's like, oh, disease yeah, going yeah. around. Yeah, I gotcha. It was uh, Snyder and Sewell. Right. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So, you know, I could see me just from – if there's a creator that I know is good, I mean, I'll typically at least check out an, an issue or two. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I wasn't like – I'm not going rushing to subscribe. Okay. Well, fair enough. What do you think? I mean, I kind of where you are. Like, I think it'd have to be one of those weeks where I get my notice about the books that you have ordered are here, and it's like one. All right, okay, so I got, I get, there's got to be something else. Yeah. But the, as it stands, I'm not gripped to be like, I've got to keep going in this book. Again, I'm sorry because I don't like the black and whiteness. But also, like, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it felt rushed, but also a little bit like, um, like rushed and also kind of like, what is going on? Like, I'm not totally feeling like what, and and that's and that's part of the style that I think that they are going for, which is well, let, let's jump in. But yeah. I think I think because I was not so like enraptured by what I was looking at is where I might have fallen off on that whole part of it. So, but but again, I think you said B. I'm 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 being it. Okay. Yeah. There's an 8.2 critic rating and a 9.2 user rating. A comic book roundup. So that's a B and an A minus. Yeah. And we're critics, so. We fall right in line. <laughs> <laughs> We're critics here, critics yep. in life. Uh, so for this this week, for the next show, uh, we will check out Dying is Easy, number one. This is number one of six. 
says, Comedy is hard, but dying is easy. The debut of an all-new action creation, all-new creation by Joe Hill and Martin Simmons. Meet Sid, shit talk Holmes, a disgraced ex-cop turned bitter stand-up comic turned possible felon. In part one of Dying is Easy, Carl Dixon is on the verge of comedy superstardom, and he got there the dirty way by stealing jokes. He's got a killer act, an ugly past, and more enemies than punchlines. So when someone asks Sid Holmes how much it would cost to have Dixon killed, Sid isn't surprised in the slightest. He's already got a figure in mind. Oh, dot, dot, my. Dot. Oh, no. This is kind of like a jokery type thing. Yeah, it sounds cool. Uh, Joe Hill's obviously done a lot of things. Uh, Lock and Key, probably best known for. Uh, Martin Simmons has done, and Punk's Not Dead is what's listed here. Uh, I don't think I've checked that out. Uh, But I like that it's one of six. So, uh, you know, easy to get into. Okay. Well, also, it was a lean week. So there's that. Uh, Elsewhere, so the only thing that I I got to this last week, and uh, it was a full trade, so go me. Um, I was going back through the backlog. And I say I got through one thing, but it was really five or six issues, however many is in this trade. But it is the Winter Soldier series by uh, Kyle Higgins. Um, so I think we did the first issue of this as a review did. way back when it came out. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember not sticking with it. But again, it was one of those things that I said, you know, when it comes out on whatever, maybe I'll check it out. Um, I either got this on a bit, one of those big time sales for like a couple bucks because uh, I don't think it's unlimited. I probably I probably bought it. Um uh, so this is, you know, a story from Bucky Barnes uh, where he's going back through giving um bad people a shot at redemption pretty much. Okay. Uh, some minor villains and it's, you know, it plays to Bucky's strengths in that, you know, he's been given a new lease on life and gets redemption himself by you know, eventually becoming Captain America and becoming a good guy's winter soldier. Uh so it's a good character piece character piece for him and he Comes intertwined with uh, another young Hydra assassin, so obviously he sees a bit of himself in him, trying to turn him around. Uh, you know, it's nothing. It's not like the most fantastic thing ever, but you know, it was a. I'm looking at it now. It was five issues, uh, so a quick five issue read. Kyle Higgins obviously good at writing. Um, you know, I like Bucky Barnes as a character, and you know, enjoyed that this was more less actiony and more character driven for Bucky as a whole. Um, sure. And so, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, if you like the Winter Soldier at all, um, or if you aren't into Winter Soldier but have enjoyed some of Kyle Higgins' other stuff, it's, it's probably worth checking out. It, it's a quick read. Okay. I like it. Probably a, a B as well. B, B minus. I, I recall not uh, enjoying the art as much as what we got out of Cowl and uh, Hadrian's Wall. Yes. I would agree. So... And that's again, once again, as the uh, shallow person on the thing, I yes, I enjoy the sur- enjoy the surface of things and peoples. <laughs> All right, so I I, uh, I really headlong into the Dawn of X, which is sort of the rebirth of the X books that Jonathan Hickman uh, you know gave to us through House of X and Powers of Ten. So, uh, and I try to read these in order because they always give you like the reading order, which puts pressure on you if you're not a fan of one of the books. And so far, I'm I'm feeling them all, but eventually I'm going to start f- fleecing some of them because there's a lot and it's expensive. So, uh, Marauders number three was what I read first. This is the book that's led basically by Katie Pride, but in this issue. Um, th- there is the resurrection of Sebastian Shaw, who is the black king of the Hellfire Club, uh, his son, Shinobi Shaw, who he murdered 
forever ago. And the whole thing is you, 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 the resurrection is so like uh, cavalier in this new thing because they have tools and and people that can bring you back if you die. It's no big deal. Yes, yes. Uh, and we kind of get to the backstory of how this all went down. And again, Shinobi Shaw was a character that debuted when I was like in my early. I might have been thirteen, maybe even younger. So I have a, a fondness of like him being like a sort of a upstart type, rabble rousing type, you know, Generation X type character. You, you hear me out. Um, so that was kind of cool. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it was still kind of cool. I liked it. Excalibur three. This is a book that's led by a character that used to be called Psylocke, who's now Captain Britain. Um, it's kind of confusing. This book. It involves like magic and dimensional traveling and yeah the cast is 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 curious it's um it's who i just said i'm not sure what to call her anymore rogue gambit jubilee apocalypse and then like random king arthur people i'm the art is solid but i just ah it's 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 not it's not it's not my favorite on the next men three uh this is done by jonathan hickman who obviously is the architect of the whole new narrative and this whole thing involves um, the idea – so th- in this new world where we live, <laughs> not hmm. just the, they can travel between these portals that are created by this living island that they have uh, you know, sort of commandeered to be their, their homeland. And there are some botanists who are older women who have figured out how to hijack this because on their own, they were looking at using plant life to eradicate humanity that is not meant to be around any longer. So their own version of of natural selection by way of plants. And they uh, uh, did some damage in this issue. Weird. Curious. But I feel like the art in these books, again, it just sounds – it's such a dumbass when I, that's why I keep going back to because ultimately it's the storytelling which we, you know, commenting upon. Nevertheless, yes, yes. but the art is just so across the X books and even sometimes within the spreads is just so all over the place. I don't like it. I mean, I I think that some of these stories that are being told are great, but no, sometimes I'm just like this looks sloppy and inconsistent. So that's my that's my one concern uh of this whole thing so which which of all these new x-books are you feeling like what's your go-to and are you are you suckered into continuing to read them all or are you going to drop any i'm I'm definitely going to drop some i mean i guess if i i mean here's the thing so there's oh by the way there was a story about this do you know what of the most of all these books that came out and i'm, I'm going to read them to you now marauders Excalibur, X-Men, New Mutants, X-Force. What was the number one selling book of the relaunch? Any guesses? Uh, New Mutants. Yes! Did you wow. read this? No, lucky guess. Yes, that was the, which, which is unusual because that was always sort of like a B-stringer type book. It is done by Jonathan Hickman. I'm not totally on board with what they're doing. So the first two books took place in outer space. You know how I feel about that. Um, this the third book that I read that I can't discuss here because it's supposed to be for the next show um, is not in outer space. That's unusual to me. But anyway, um, I don't know what to say about where to continue with this because I'm just none of them are really making me feel really really pumped right now. None of them. 
That's a shame. So you were so pumped. Well, I think that I mean I like that they are so prominent and they have this whole huge movement behind them. But I think a the fact that like they can't die that takes a lot of the the stress out of it, and the fact that there are so many books churning right now. I don't know, man. We'll see. Well, I feel bad for you a little bit. No, don't. Yeah, feel, feel good. It's fine. <laughs> it, it, it's fine. We're, we're, we're all going to die, dude. This is not how I'm going to go. All right. Well, at least we're uh, we're going to get Sparky the dog in the WandaVision show. Okay. That's cool. So we're going to get Sparky and we're going to get Lucky. Who's Lucky again? Lucky's oh, wait. Dog. Uh, both dogs? Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, we're not in the same show, but I think that the all the teaser art has shown Lucky and all the Hawkeye stuff. And Kevin Feige has confirmed, it appears, that uh, Sparky will be seen. And, you know, he just noted how great that Tom King's vision show was. And, you know, they wouldn't take everything from it, but there's obviously a, a lot of similarities. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, Joshua Luna accuses brother Jonathan of being thief and abuser. I hate this story. Yeah. It's a little... Uh, probably should have mentioned this while we were talking 20XX, but you know, last week we mentioned enjoying the work of these two. Um, so Joshua, who is not the one who did 20XX, uh, publicly revealed why is estranged from his brother and former artistic collaborator, Jonathan alleged, alleged decades of manipulation and abuse by his sibling. I won't go into all of it, but he had a Twitter, Twitter thread about it. What's about all of it. Um, Jonathan then said something about, uh, you know, and he's not a perfect person. So I guess that's sort of like admitting all this kind of stuff, but like denied, well, denied him royalties and it's what? just, and, yeah. and it's over, it's over some like, like spider woman book, something along those lines, something about that. Yeah. Uh, not good. I assume this means that they are never working together again, which is doubly not good. Um, yeah. And, and it makes it hard to, uh, like if Jonathan's this awful person, it makes it hard to like want to support his books. I don't, I mean, listen, I'm not going to co-sign on anybody being the villain until it's actually really explained or discovered. I'm not saying anybody's wrong, but it just, it just, it just seems so strange. And like, I mean, you and your brothers seem to carry on pretty nicely. Me and my brothers, my older one in particular, we, we have not a whole lot of like floral things to say. Mm-hmm. What I say is an, an abuser, no. Was he an asshole growing up? Yes. But this just seems so strange. Very strange. Mm. Yeah. Maybe one day they will uh, get it together and reconnect on some awesome book that we will review on this very show. Yes. They, 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 <laughs> should, they should come on the show. That would also be cool, and we can talk them through it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Marvel's multiverse is the next stage of the MCU's evolution, Kevin Feige says. I like that. This should come as no surprise. So we're going to get, you know, a big... uh, It's interesting to note, Feige says the multiverse won't just be integral to the upcoming WandaVision series. The MCU overseer has already warned viewers don't need to watch the Disney Plus shows to keep up with what's going on in the rest of the franchise. Additionally, considering the movie's name, it's a surprise that he highlights Doctor Strange uh, as the turning point for the multiverse. So, uh, lots going to be happening. Uh, it all kicks off a tad bit with Black Widow uh, in like six months. And I did read some follow up on that that uh, it will make you see 
Civil War and uh, Endgame. I mean, Infinity War and Endgame in like a new light. I guess it's going to like reveal some stuff of why decisions were made and stuff. I think we still agree that it's weird that it's coming out now. Uh, yeah. But regardless, you know, um, I want to check that out, but more so I'm ready and, and waiting for these next phase of movies and awesome, cool stuff. I'm with you. hundred percent. And then to close it out, we've got a trailer for Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, did you watch this? I did. I like it. Yeah, it looks cool. She's ass kicking. Um, you know, enjoyed the first Wonder Woman movie. I, I guess I don't know. I don't know enough about Wonder Woman at all to know like why. You know, I don't know the Kingdom Come story that it's potentially based on a no, little bit. I know nothing of. of yeah, nothing. so I mean, like the armor that they show her in, and you know, I don't know why like 1980s might be a big deal, or you know, who the big bad is going to be, or who Kristen Wiig's character is. I'm sorry. I don't read one. Uh, no, okay. I, I do know that she's playing cheetah that I do know. Okay. From, from the cartoons. Uh, okay. I remember, I remember seeing cheetah, uh, but either way, I'm listen, I don't know it all, but I want to go check it out and find out. So, you know, you know, I'll, I will watch it. I will be there and I hope it's as good as the first one. But so this is obviously a prequel of things like justice league and Batman versus Superman. Yes. It's gotta be. Uh, okay. So stakes are low. Well, and the fact that like all that stuff is no more anyways. Why is that? Well, like all the Justice League stuff, like aren't they done making movies about them? It, are they? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows anymore? That's, that's I know. Who, uh, who are you? Who can keep up with this? There's too many uh, movies. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, that was uh, a good chat. We've got Dying is Easy to Read and uh, the finale of Watchmen to watch. And we'll be back next week. But uh, until then, hit us up at com. Find us online and uh, let's chat some books. And I will see you soon, bro. Yes, man. This Well, perhaps not this weekend, but over Christmas. You got it. We will clink glasses in person. <laughs> clink plastic. <laughs> yes. I've been reading too many comics.